When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's my pleasure to welcome you to the Clark Howard Show. Our mission is to both serve you and empower you so you make better financial decisions in your life. No, I always point to you. Is that like, am I being judgy about no. you? No. No? Okay. All in good fun. Well, I want to know, your husband earns his living around the stock market. Is he nervous? Are you nervous about the stock market? No, I mean, he writes advice and he um, writes an actually a bond newsletter for his company. So he's, he's, he's fine. Yeah, he's chill. When, you know, a lot of people are not chill right now with the moves about the stock market. I'm going to talk about that. I also want to talk about Valentine's Day and it's a week away. And there's some things I want you to know to protect your wallet as we move towards Valentine's Day and my favorite ways for you to celebrate with your sweetheart. So, stock market, people are always cool with the stock market when it's going up. And people say that their tolerance of risk is much higher than it actually is. And as the market starts to turn south, you have more and more people freak out. And the problem is, except in certain situations, if you know your history, like 1987, when the market fell off a cliff in a day and they're different, like early in COVID, fell down like a rock. Most of the time, the way down is like a jagged, it's like the Rocky Mountains going from a top peak and it's like jagged down. And There'll be times you feel like there's, oh, we bottomed out, and it'll turn out to be a false bottom and all that. So the reality is, stocks, as I've said for a while, are overvalued by historical measurements. And there were a number of reasons why. But this is not, for the most part, a cycle where we've been in a speculative bubble. There have been some what they call meme stocks. There have been money-losing companies that people have been bidding up. There's been some of that. But the lion's share of the value of the market has been based on profitable companies this time. And that's good. But the value of some of these companies is way out there. Think of like Tesla, which is a lot of people's favorite example, that, that Tesla is worth more supposedly, than almost all the world's automakers combined, I'm exaggerating a little bit, is kind of bonkers. And so Tesla's But stocks, people do say Tesla's really a technology company. I got it. And what do they do? They make cars. Well, and other yeah. things, yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's these companies that have these very, very high valuations and they are priced for perfection in a world that's not perfect. So also we had interest rates that were near zero for a long, long time. And that meant investors didn't have anything competing for their money where they could put it. 
And so stocks kept being bid up. Now, as interest rates rise, it means stocks will hold less value in the marketplace, relatively speaking. So what does that mean you're supposed to do in your life? All right. So if you are in or near retirement, you need to have money invested in stocks. It's got to be part of what you do because your first job is to outrun inflation over the years. And you can do that virtually nowhere else. Stocks are where that's at because being an owner of enterprises is where you get the longer-term wealth. In the short term, though, it's ugly. So if you are at or approaching retirement, you have to have money available to you. It can be many different things. It can be from Social Security. It can be from savings, uh, CDs, uh, potentially, possibly shorter-term bonds. You have to have money that you can live on so that you don't have to sell investments during a rough down market. If you're younger, the market going through a correction, which is a decline of 10% or more, which we've already seen with several major indices, or a bear market where things go down 20% or more, the crazy thing about investing and math and all the rest is that you, if you're under 45 in particular, you benefit more from declines now and getting to more realistic values. And there's something called PE, which is a standard measurement of the value of the company. And that's how much it's selling for uh, per share versus the earnings. And it's a simple formula. You can go read on Investopedia what that's about. But anyway, getting to more realistic levels with the market over the long haul for somebody 45 and younger makes you much more money over the long haul. So if you're older and you've got that availability of funds to live for three years minimum, and if you're older, older, like in your 70s, five years of available funds, you still need money in the stock market to deal with the long-term ravages of inflation. And as long as you're well-diversified, you just ride. The big worry for me, and I saw this so heavily in 2007 and 8 and into early 2009, is people kept hitting a point that the pain was too great for them and they were selling into losses. I want you positioned so that you can ride down without the pain overwhelming you because it is inevitable in investing that there will be up and down cycles. And the important thing is to have yourself positioned emotionally and financially so you can go through the down cycles. I have seen, I I did this before doing this segment, I went and looked, which I normally am not into, I usually only look four times a year, I went and looked to see what had happened with the value of my investment accounts. And they weren't good. You know, they had declined. Did I change anything? Did I sell anything? Not a chance. Because I have proper diversification and I have funds available that I can ride through the decline and be there for the market resuming a normal cycle, which is that there are more up years than down years because capitalists and their self-interest 
try to make money. That's what they try to do. They try to run businesses that come up with new products or new services that the public wants, that consumers want, and they're able to produce those services or products and sell them at a profit, blah, blah, blah. That's why being an owner is so key, and that's what you are in investing. That is a pretty fast, simple explanation. The main thing is I want you fortified to hang in there and know that it is inevitable that markets go through roller coaster rides. And the ride down is one of those things, like you think about a roller coaster where your stomach suddenly is in your throat. You got to know that's part of the investing cycle too. And you hang in there. Well, speaking of investing, I have some questions. And you were talking about being 45 or up or 45, 45 and, younger, and, yeah. and younger. Well, Michael in Virginia is 45 and he says, I'm completely invested in stocks. While I understand that bonds can reduce volatility, and I don't think the volatility is a problem if I don't intend to spend the funds within the next 10 plus years, why would I invest in bonds now when interest rates will certainly increase in the future? Yeah. So Michael, that is a great question. And we are in one of those cycles as stocks may decline for a while and you don't know i mean we could turn into another really strong up market in a few weeks who knows i mean nobody knows that in the short term but at the same time interest rates are rising which is brutal for bonds because when interest rates rise the value of bonds decline so yeah right now it's like there is no safe harbor from the storm because if stocks are going through a cyclical decline and interest rates are rising, so the value of bonds is going down, what's a person to do? Well, the most important thing is dollar cost averaging at 45 years old. I assume a lot of your investing is through a 401k, Roth IRA, something like that. And if you're putting money in in a 401k once a month, every pay period, however your employer does it, you're putting money regularly in a Roth IRA, you can dollar cost average into the stock market and the bond market. And the long-term benefit of putting in little tiny slices of money over time is it reduces the short-term risk and you're invested for the long haul. The cycle we've been through with interest rates is highly abnormal and unusual. We're moving not to normal, but they're moving up. And that's why putting money all at once in bonds is a tough thing right now. Being 100% invested in stocks has its own risk for you. So I would do, if you're not yet, do dollar cost averaging diversified at 45. I mean, if you're not going to retire for a long time, you would probably be good having, I don't know, 20% in bonds or 20% in real estate, or something other than in straight stocks. This is from Chris in Indiana. I know Clark is the pastor of the Church of Roth IRA, and make no mistake, I am a devout parishioner. My question is actually, could it really be as good as it seems to be? I'm 48 and a half, so in 11 years, I can withdraw without penalty or taxes, correct? If I'm able to get my balance high enough and put it in cash-bearing investments like dividend stocks and funds, the income will accumulate tax-free, and in 11 years, I withdraw at any rate. And I can keep the balance forever. No required minimum distribution. So assuming the investments don't tank and continue producing income, 
and I only withdraw the earnings. This is lifelong tax-free income. Is that right? Or am I missing something? Now you understand <laughs> why I have the church of the Roth IRA. Can I get an amen? Yes, <laughs> because the Roth works on so many different levels, not having to worry about future tax rates, not having to worry about money you would draw from it affecting your social security and uh, being taxed or whatever. You have the advantage of investing in dividend paying stocks that are throwing off things that would normally be taxable, and you would draw that money when you wish tax-free. You have the maximum versatility that you don't have to start required minimum distributions at age 72. You do it whatever you want. If you never need the money, Roth money is a good asset for your loved ones to inherit. Traditional IRA, traditional 401k, a lousy thing to inherit. So, uh, you know, Roths are something I've been obsessed with since they started. I can't believe you didn't name a dog Roth yet. That would be so on the nerd scale. I can't do that. Okay. So you've had Costco, Quick Trip. Costco Wholesale, Quick Trip. Maggie. Now we have Maggie Thatcher. Uh, Well, she's deceased. We have Winston Churchill. Now we have Kirkland Signature. Right. See, those aren't nerdy names at all. Okay. I think you answered Bradley's question, um, but I'll just read it real quick. He says, I invested in the Vanguard 2025 target date fund in December, and since then I've lost 4%. I'm very concerned and would appreciate any advice to try to calm down. Bradley, you're not in the 2025 fund for today. You're not even in it for 2025. You're in it as a target date geared towards when your expected retirement is, And even once you've retired, the money will remain very heavily invested in stocks way past 2025. So with the market decline, you're going to see a decline. You'll just see a lower decline because you have what's known as a lower beta in a fund like that. If the market falls X percent, you'll fall a much smaller percent. When the market recovers, the market will go up. You will not get all of that up because you're in a fund that is geared towards you needing money starting in 2025 so it has less movement up and down. And for you, any loss feels painful. But I know this is, I'm not trying to be flip, which I'm not being at all, but in a seven-week period approximately, you've seen 4% of your money evaporate right before your eyes and it feels really, really bad. In the world of the stock market, A 4% move can easily happen with any stock in a trading day. So what's known as the volatility of the 2025 fund is actually very small. And even with a significant decline in the market, you will not see the ugliness of the overall decline in the market. So it is a very conservative investing choice and know that the goal is long-term financial security and the ability for that 2025 fund to help you beat the inflation monster with your money. Now, I want to talk about a much more lighthearted subject than the stock market declining. I want to talk about your heart and the heart of the one you love. And at the same time, how to protect your wallet. So we're going to talk about things you need to know to protect your money, buying for your sweetheart, and also people who pretend to be your sweetheart. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget, giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So Valentine's Day is on the way. And I want to tell you that being a planner for Valentine's Day is really great for your wallet. Doesn't necessarily mean the one you're planning for is really excited about being your valentine but i can't handle that part of it but i can at least handle the wallet side so with valentine's day the default go-to's typically are a meal flowers chocolates jewelry i mean i named the big four right gift cards like spa okay you always want the spa stuff you never know what to give krista just Buy her time at a spa. She's happy. That's <laughs> so true. Uh, so let's deal with each of these. The meal. Okay. Valentine's Day, eating on Valentine's Day is a cliche. And it is a rough night for restaurants and for their customers. Restaurants cannot possibly staff up properly for the peak volume they have on Valentine's Day. Many restaurants have to bring in whoever they can bring in, and the quality of the service deteriorates at most restaurants on Valentine's Day. It's probably worse now, huh? Oh, yeah, with the, with the labor shortages. Also, restaurants tend to use a special menu on Valentine's Day with peaked prices. Do yourself a favor and go to dinner the night before Valentine's Day or the night after Valentine's Day. When restaurants are more normal, in fact, they're slower than they normally are the night before and the night after because so many people spent their money or will spend their money on Valentine's Day night. So try that. You have a much more personal experience. You get to order from the regular menu. You get better service. All the way around, it's a better thing. And think about it, guys. Most guys think about things at the last second. You show your sweetheart, hey, I'm thinking things through, you know, what if we go the night before where we can have a more intimate, personal, fun, romantic kind of night? Perfect. Or the week before. Or the this week, week before. But I'm <laughs> yeah. just trying to think, you know, just not on that night. Speaking a week before. Flowers. Okay. Florists have the best flowers. 
They do the best arrangements. They're expensive, and they're especially expensive on Valentine's Day. This is the time period that if you're into your wallet, know that the marketplace now is being dominated by not florists, but by supermarkets. Uh, Trader Joe's long ago started doing a big emphasis on real deals on roses and floral arrangements for Valentine's Day. Their corporate twin, Aldi, has followed in that cycle. Costco, Sam's Club, big time on flowers. Um, A lot of the regional supermarket chains, big push on roses for Valentine's Day. And so here's my deal. Okay, I go buy Lane roses. By the way, our deal is, as Krista mentioned, the week out, I already bought Lane her roses because I buy them at Costco two weeks out where you got the two dozen roses for $18.99. And then it shows, hey, I'm a thinker. I'm thinking about you far ahead, getting a better deal on the roses. But I digress. So with the roses and with any flower, if you want them delivered, many times the warehouse clubs and some of the floral delivery offer specials the week ahead. And the deal usually is going back to the restaurants, you have to accept having them delivered one day or two days before Valentine's Day, and you get the much cheaper price. This year, Costco did their 50 rows deal, but for more money, inflation, 59 bucks for their 50 rows delivery. But my thing on flowers, I would much rather um, deliver them than have some stranger deliver them. That's why I go buy the $18.99 and I give them to Lane and she's getting them from me. I've never gotten this thing why people are excited having some stranger they don't know will never see again drop off flowers at their well place of work now is for a lot of people at their home. But if you're going to an office, dropping off at the office, don't get it. Okay, chocolates. Now you're going to think I've lost my mind. Uh Uh-oh. When do you buy chocolates for your sweetheart? The day after oh. Valentine's Day. You're giving me the look, no, Krista. No, I get it. It's on sale. Half price. Half price. Same chocolate. Same calories. <laughs> I mean, half price the day after. I mean, come on. How do you beat that? Jewelry. Valentine's Day is not when you buy jewelry for your sweetheart. If you care about money, because everybody comes up with their special jewelry collections for Valentine's Day, special meaning more expensive, not less. Jewelry is something best purchased in regular cycles, not during special event cycles. So if you're really excited about her and you want to give her jewelry, You don't need the holiday of Valentine's Day manufacturers when you pay too much for the jewelry, buy it another time. So, romantic, not romantic. I kind of failed on the romance thing here, didn't I? No, it's up to the person, the romance part of it. I mean, you could cook someone a meal and it could be very romantic. All right. So, then the other thing, and this is not lighthearted or anything at all, a lot of the fraud from fake people you meet with the romance scams online, it kind of peaks around now. We've been through... It's catfishing season. I don't know that expression. Oh, catfishing? 
That's what they do online. Sorry. That's oh. one of the expressions for it. I oh, I, I didn't know that. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, catfishing. Right. So people have been through the holidays, a lot of places in the country, weather this time of year is really gloomy. People get more lonely with the darkness and all the rest. It makes you even more vulnerable. And then you throw in Valentine's Day and everybody else looking like they're having such a great time. And there you are alone. It makes you more vulnerable to these online scams with people who you've never met try to find their way into your heart and steal your money. So the cost of romance scams, just estimates in the hundreds of millions of dollars, but it's probably far in excess of that. When you meet somebody online and they try to find the way into your heart, and maybe they do, and then they've got some story about why they need money from you for their sick mama or they need an airline ticket to come see you or whatever, uh-uh. Uh uh-uh. uh. No money. No money. Because I can tell you over and over and over and over again, people I know personally who were lonely fell for it. And it's a double whammy to lose the money and then feel so taken advantage of with your vulnerable heart. And until you eyes on somebody and you really get to know them. And then if it's real and legit and their mama really is sick or whatever, then if you want to, you can. Even eyes on, not on video because people do. Oh, no, I don't mean video. I mean mean in person. Be very careful. Okay, enough about that because that's always a downer to talk about the romance. Here's a positive story I wanted you to hear. This is from Mark. He said, I heard Clark discuss the benefits of Walmart Plus and the potential savings. One of my credit cards reimburses the monthly fee, so I thought I'd give it a try. Not only is Walmart less expensive than Amazon Prime, it is also up to 30 to 40% less than our full-price grocery store. Thank you, Clark. Thanks, Mark. And I know a lot of people, like your husband, Krista, Mm -hmm. are addicted to Amazon Prime. And Amazon Prime is very convenient, but generally far more expensive on most items than shopping from Walmart. And if the convenience of delivery is what you're after, Walmart Plus is cheaper. It's 98 a year. If you have, if I remember right what Mark's talking about, there are certain American Express cards that pay. I didn't know that. I'll your have to take a look. monthly fee on Walmart Plus. I, I shouldn't say that. I'm almost certain it's American Express. But anyway, there are cards that, pay your Walmart Plus fee. So then there's no cost to you and you're getting access to the generally cheaper Walmart prices for both grocery delivery and most of the other stuff they sell. And when you sign into your Walmart Plus account, you'll see what things are available for uh, one day, two day, or three day delivery as part of being a Walmart Plus customer and all that's free. And then, of course, the grocery delivery as well. And we'll look that up and we'll add that to our Walmart Plus story on Clark.com so people know in case they're interested. This question's from Jim in Florida. I read about Verizon's new data collection policy. I decided I was tired of them and their games. I transferred my phone to Spectrum Mobile to keep the Verizon network. Can Verizon still collect that data as a Spectrum customer? Do I need to opt out of the Verizon program? No, Jim. If you have gone to a Verizon reseller, in this case, What Spectrum does and what uh, Comcast Xfinity does is they run a lot of your cell service now on their backbone. More about that in a second. And then when their backbone won't support your service, 
they buy capacity from Verizon. You are now a customer of Spectrum. The fact that they use Verizon as backup network does not mean you have to worry about the spying and data collection that Verizon is doing on its customers. I want to mention, reiterate what Jim said, that you can, in fact, tell Verizon as a Verizon customer not to spy on you anymore. And it's a simple procedure to do so that we have for you at Clark.com in our briefing about Verizon spying. Uh, On the thing with Spectrum and with Xfinity, uh, the Comcast product, they are both becoming meaningful players in the cell phone space. And what they do is when you buy home or business internet from one of the cable companies, they, in the terms of service, have the right to use your internet connection for other purposes. So you're paying Comcast or Charter for internet, and at the same time, they are grabbing some of that internet from you and using it for things like offering cell service. So their theory is you'd be paying more for the service if they weren't able to piggyback on what you're paying them for. But that's why they can offer in urban and suburban areas cell phone service that's really high speed for data and run it at essentially no cost for them because they're already using the backbone that is in place that you're paying for. And then when you're not in an area that reaches Uh, one of their home internet connections. Then, in the case of these two uh, cable companies, you're on the Verizon network. So that's the story. And Verizon has become very aggressive in wholesaling their network. And that's why you're going to see more and more discounters for cell phone service and other providers being on Verizon for backup or for service rather than being on AT&T or T-Mobile because Verizon's become so aggressive in this area. This is from Dominique in Florida. Hey, Clark, I just got my daughter, who's 12 years old, a cell phone using Mint. Thank you for the recommendation. I downloaded the Life360 app to monitor and track her location, but is there another app you recommend so I can monitor text photos and make sure she isn't Googling things she shouldn't? So... I'm not aware of software that allows a parent to spy, but you have looked at this before yourself. So yes. what have you found that you think so I know does there's a good a, job? There's a good app called Bark, but it does oh, cost money. Oh, you mentioned money. Bark before. It does cost money. You know why Bark didn't stay in my mind? Why? Because I stepped over you saying that it costs money. Yes, yes, exactly. But it's like 150 200 bucks a year or something yeah, like that? Yeah, it's either five a month is the cheapest. So um, I don't know. Maybe people will write in and tell us programs they use that they like. But um, it monitors like a ton of apps. So, so um, Bark, I've used it. Bark, <laughs> you've used it? I Did used it work? It. Yes, it worked for sure. And so you were able to do all the... And it shows, if you go look at Bark, it shows you what they, what they call the junior, the, yeah. the $60 a year version, what you're able to see that your kid's up to. And then for the, was it 300, no, 200 a year approximately, mm-hmm. it does more stuff. And again, there may be others, but I do remember you talking about how good Bark was before. So 
Yeah, and it is true. There's no doubt that your kids are, even preteen, are seeing and doing things on a smartphone that you're not going to be thrilled with. Now, or people are sending them stuff. That, right. You know. So let me tell you something as the father of three kids, two are now adults, one's a teenager. Know that the kids are going to have duplicate accounts. So they may have, you may think you're able to monitor what they're doing on a social media. And you think, what a good kid I have. All those things other kids are doing. My kid's not doing any of that. But what you don't know is the account you're seeing is not their real one. They're using another one for their real conversations. That's the kind of stuff that... Well, even both Snapchat, you can't monitor Snapchat at all. So there's certain apps that are restricted from even things like this. So So be aware and be wary about even quote-unquote, good kids, which most of us think our kids have good judgment, their brains are still developing and there's stuff probably going on and just know that that may be happening. So another downer. Well, I talked earlier about the the romance scams. Congrats on and, the phone. What a deal. Huh? Congrats on getting the phone, right? Yeah, yeah, it's she great. got the phone. Kids love having a phone. So I want to thank you so much for being a part of Team Clark. You may, in fact, listen to our podcast on your phone. And please subscribe, review us, and share us with your friends so you'll give them something good to do on their smartphone. <laughs>